it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Is there a deeper, hidden, more esoteric meaning behind the Hollywood films that we all love to watch? I'm Jay Dyer. And I'm Jay Widener, and this is Hollywood Decoded. Christopher Nolan was who rebooted the Batman series starting in 2005, and then the big blockbuster trilogy that emerged from that was full of all kinds of esoteric, hidden, occult meanings. And that's what we're going to do today is dissect that and look at the interplay of secret societies, of giant geopolitical wars between the East and the West, of billionaire capitalists like Bruce Wayne, and how this all kind of operates under the veil of a comic book story, interestingly. Yeah, it's a very mature uh, comic book story. And right. in this trilogy, he does an incredible job. And the entire uh, ethos of the, of the trilogy is, the, is really vigilantism mm -hmm. in a way and, and how there is a place in the world for vigilantes. I think what's fascinating for me was I wasn't expecting Bruce Wayne to get into a secret society. Right. Although if you watch the old series with Adam West, it's actually referenced in the series that his father was a member of Skull and Bones. Yes. So we get the idea that there is this secret society background to the character of Batman. So what does he do? Well, he decides he wants to go a left-hand path, the, the path of darkness and difficulty for his initiation. He travels to the Far East. He gets a part of, he's a part of the secret society. Uh, and he realizes that he's got to learn the dark arts, the black side of things, and, and that he's got to learn the skills of a ninja, right? So he, he learns psychological warfare, he learns black magic and these kinds of things, basically to trick the opponent. Uh, and, and he's led into this by this character of Ross Al Ghul, played by Liam Neeson, who is kind of his handler in a way. It's, he's the head of this secret society. Uh, but Bruce Wayne doesn't really know the goals of this secret society. He's been led up this ladder of initiation. His consciousness is being opened to these new ideas. 
but we're going to find out that in the end he's going to be very much opposed to the, the designs of this secret. So he's, he's almost in a way a kind of whistleblower in that he comes out of this dark side and, and realizes that he's got to oppose it. In fact, the plot is a little bit like the story of Buddha. Um, Buddha is a rich kid, mm -hmm. um, a very sheltered life. And then one day he sees poverty and poor people right. and, and he immediately goes on a quest. Only in the movie, he goes on the left-hand path right. as opposed to the path that Buddha took. But that would be the path you would take if you were a rich kid yeah. and everything had been sheltered Given your whole you, life yeah. and you caused the death of your parents by your own fears and being sheltered. Exactly. Yeah, so he's, he's traumatized and that's yes. what causes him to go down this path because of the death of his parents. And this is the and then it also falls down the well, right? Yeah. So this is also subconscious. You know, uh, Nolan is evoking all that Jungian archetype uh, imagery that we're going to look at in this film. But so the first half is him being initiated into this secret society. Breathe in your fears. Face them. I mean, this is uh, the whole point of this is facing the fear. Right. right, and and the Nolans, both Christopher and his brother, that, that do these kinds of stories so many times over, are always using Jungian archetypes. And a big part of Carl Jung's psychoanalysis was that you had to face up to the thing that traumatized you and scared you the most. Maybe it was the death of somebody, maybe something bad happened to you in your past. But facing up to that is the means by which you overcome that, and then the fear, uh, the, the trauma is then the servant to you. You're no longer right. a servant to your fear. And that's really the point of this ritual uh, ultimately in the film. Yeah, and, and, and then later in the film when he goes back to his house in, Go in Gotham, you know, the bats, he goes back down into the well and faces the bats. Right. Exactly. Like this time he's not afraid. Yeah. And the bats caused his parents to die, actually, because it's a bat character in the theater mm -hmm. play that he's watching. It causes him to get scared. And so, yeah, he's bringing all these Jungian archetypes back. And, and just that bats are creatures of the night, mm -hmm. and you can't really see them, and they're quiet, and they're blind, too. Right. So it's kind of interesting that the, that the bat symbol is being used by the Nolans here as, a, as the archetype. Well, what's interesting is that when he goes up into the mountains of Tibet, I think, and, and yeah. he learns the, the secrets of this order, he finds out that it, it, they have maybe a darker purpose, uh, not, not what he wants to be a part of. Right. Uh, so this actually evokes the ideas of real secret societies. You know, Madame Blavatsky is very famous for going into Tibet and meeting this so-called white, white, uh, Great White Brotherhood. Yeah. And, you know, they gave her these secrets yep. and mysteries. And then Aleister Crowley did the exact same thing where he went up into the mountains and met with these Tibetans and felt that he could blend Eastern and Western mysticism into this secret society that maybe even felt at times that... that Western society needed to be destroyed to bring balance. And that's exactly what Ra's al Ghul's character tries to do in this film. And they do it not just by psychological warfare on Gotham, which represents America or you know, New York or whatever. Uh, they do it also by drug warfare, bio-warfare. So we're actually going to see that, that the deep state plans that people like John P. Holdren, who, who wrote a famous book, Eco-Science, talking about how we all need to be drugged and sterilized and so forth for depopulation, that jives perfectly with this uh, secret society that uh, Ra's al Ghul's running. And again, we see that the goal of this secret society is the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And th they, they think that the scourging of the planet mm -hmm. is the good thing, and that this is a, a higher purpose to the apocalypse. And just like Ra's al Ghul, he can't understand why 
uh, Batman won't, won't can't see the plan that actually cities are a bad thing and right. that Gotham is a bad thing and it needs to be wiped out. Exactly. And so what we're going to see here, we mentioned Carl Jung and archetypes, is that there's a positive aspect to archetypes, but there's also a dark side to this. So members of the secret society here have actually mastered the dark side of it. They know how to manipulate archetypes for the purpose of fear and keeping people in prison to their own fears. That's and that's right. what we're going to see with the use of pharmacology by this character who's also a member of the dark society here, uh, Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. He's drugged. Psychopharmacology is my primary form. I'm a strong advocate. Outside, he was a giant. So the secret society knows key members of Gotham's communities, you know, upstanding citizens to go for as control points to take down the city. And then you have this character, Scarecrow, who is the archetypal MK Ultra doctor. And right. that's, that's what he's saying. He's like, I know how to manipulate archetypes. I know how to control these people's minds through their fears. And if I can control their fears and give them their fears, I can control them. Well, that's exactly what he's doing, and he's using drugs to do it. Exactly. And then we find out later that he's gonna, they're going to bomb Gotham with these drugs, <laughs> right. and, and it's going to be total chaos. And that could be a plan, mm -hmm. actually already thought up in the deep state somewhere, because what a perfect way to take total control than to spread you know, some drug that causes right. everybody to freak out. Right, and, and what's interesting is that the, the philosophy of the secret society is very far Eastern in the sense of duality. So they see good and evil as kind of, you know, polar, actually flip sides of the same coin. Uh, so when Ra's al Ghul comes to Bruce Wayne to try to justify what he's doing, he's trying to, you know, he's burning down <laughs> Wayne Manor. And he's like, don't you understand that it all has to be burned down because that's just, that's just what, what's, what needs to happen. I mean, we're going to restore balance. Uh, so that's when Bruce Wayne is really figuring out that he doesn't buy into the, the, the negative aspects of this secret society. He realizes he's, he's got to fight it, and that's who he's going to fight throughout the whole series, is this same secret society. Well, it's very interesting because many people don't realize that um, the entire attack by Genghis Khan on Europe, mm -hmm. that the entire attack uh, uh, when Genghis Khan attacked Europe, was that Genghis Khan thought everybody thinks he's this horrible guy, mm -hmm. but actually he thought cities were evil and that only evil could come out of cities. Mm -hmm. And that since the cities were you know, really big in Europe, that's why they needed to be wiped out. And that was his whole philosophy. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ra's al Ghul has that same philosophy. Exactly. He's coming from the East, learning the arts of the East, and now he wants to conquer the city and destroy it because there's nothing there but pernicious evil. Exactly, so let's look at the League of Shadows secret society philosophy. The League of Shadows has been a check against human corruption for thousands of years. We sacked Rome, loaded trade ships with plague rats, burned London to the ground. So in this clip here, he lays out the philosophy, and I know that you noticed the same thing that I put in my book about this section, was that this is the Rothschild house, right? Yeah. Uh, so that needs to be mentioned because yeah. so many weird things have happened in this house, and I wonder if Christopher Nolan didn't choose it for that reason, all kinds of esoteric stuff. The Beatles actually did Transcendental Meditation with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in this mansion. Uh, so I think Bruce Wayne has this mention for a reason, and here in the middle of it is this character, Ra's al Ghul, with this dark philosophy. We know that Christopher Nolan's a huge Kubrick fan, and mm -hmm. Kubrick used the same house, I believe, in Eyes Wide Shut, right? And so where the orgy took place. So I think that it's a, it's a, it's a nod to Kubrick also, mm -hmm. that he understands what he's saying, and uh, just a few years earlier when mm -hmm. that film came out. And so I think that Ra's al Ghul thinks he's a good guy. 
Yeah, right. that's what we have to understand. Even though he is a bad guy, just he like the Joker, he thinks chaos is is a necessary thing. Yes, this dualism, right? Right, and and this is the whole point of Nolan's kind of dichotomy, where you know between vigilantism and chaos, mm -hmm. and you know what, how far can a vigilante go mm -hmm. before? You know, to stop the chaos before he becomes an agent of chaos, which is he'll get into in the later right. versions. But that's the crux of what Nolan is trying to say here. What I think is really interesting about Nolan as a director is that so many times, not only does he like to play with Jungian archetypes, but he's obsessed with the labyrinth, the image of a maze. Uh, I mean, it's even in his companies, you know, symbol. Legendary, symbol, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, when we watch these films, if we think about something like Inception, you know, there it is actually a labyrinth that is the psyche and the psyche in its trip into the lowest levels of the subconscious. If you remember Cobb, you know, the as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leonardo DiCaprio character, he has to go down to the basement of his subconscious, of his soul, and meet with mal, which yeah. is kind of the Latin word for maliciousness, right, right. evil. Uh, th this uh, wife, former wife character that he's had, you know, a very hard time with, right? right. Uh, he didn't get along with her. Uh, and that is the source of his trauma. And so throughout that film, he's layers down, stuck in this kind of dream world. And it's all about him, him finding his way out through facing his trauma. And again, other films, it, it just amazes me that, that Nolan consistently pulls this off in such a good way. He, he repeats it, but he pulls it off. Uh, think about The Prestige, for example. In The Prestige, what Nolan does is he has the doubling. Again, he's right. got two Christian Bale characters, right? right. Uh, and the whole thing is, it's all about illusions. And, you know, there's that famous scene where they're trying to figure out how, how this, this act is pulled off by this Chinese magician who's, yeah. you know, like hobbling around and they can't figure out where he produces this, you know, magical bowl right. that he's got. And uh, he says, one of the bales says, well, he does it, he pulls it off because he lives his routine. He right. lives his act. He's so committed to his, to his act that it's a daily thing for him. So here we have that idea of method acting, right? And right. that's what, what so much of Hollywood has become dominated by in the last few decades is method acting. And, and this is all about, as Stanislavski says, 
you losing consciousness and, and letting something from the subconscious come up and take over you. This is what Plato talked about when he argued with the, the philosophers of his day and the actors of his day, right? There's a famous dialogue called Ion right. where they talked about losing their conscious mind and giving it over to something else. So what, what I see Nolan as, and even in Interstellar, is as a, 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 he's, a, he's mining the subconscious through his films. That's the, that's the real labyrinth and psyche that we're having to solve, is the mind and the subconscious. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the subplots for the whole Batman series is that Michael Caine, his butler, is very worried that, Chris, uh, that Bruce Wayne is going to become Batman, mm -hmm. right? He's, he's, you, you, you become this character. Mm -hmm. He keeps warning him, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, you're going way too far. And it's the same thing that the actors face. We've talked about this in other shows and why actors fall in love with each other on the set and then after the movie's over, they aren't in love anymore. Right. It's because they've become that character and that character that, oh, I have to love this person make sure that my love is sincere. This happened actually to Christian Bale on the set of a Terminator movie where he became the tough guy mm -hmm. and there's this famous, you know, clip of him yelling and screaming at the cinematographer right, yeah. and he's the tough guy, right. really. And, and he even says later when he apologizes to the guy, I was so into my role mm -hmm. that I couldn't get out of it, right? And so I think this is a really big thing in Hollywood and, and a big psychological problem that people like Lynch and Christian, Christopher Nolan are addressing is mm -hmm. this immersion into this role and Batman gets so immersed into the role that he does destructive things. Right, right. And well, if you remember, even Jack Nicholson warned Heath Ledger about the role of the Joker and then yes. he says, if you do that in a method acting way and immerse yourself in the role of the Joker, it almost seems to bring out dark things in your psyche. And not too long after that, Heath, Heath Ledger's in a movie, uh, Terry Gill Gilliam film, uh, right. Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, yes. and he's, he's part of a ritual in that movie, That's and right. he dies. That's right. And then in real life, we see he Heath Ledger die. So a lot of suspicious, weird things going on there. But I think that this is the, the reality of playing with the subconscious. You know, I mean, our, I think our psyches are precious. Our consciousness is something that's a gift to us. It's precious. We can't just play with it and be like the scarecrow character who wants to be, you know, the Dr. Ewan Cameron, Jose Delgado, MK right. Ultra handler who's going to bomb everybody's minds on drugs and manipulate these shades, the Jungian archetypes, to try to control people. But that's exactly what the Pentagon does through the war on terror. It's All it is is a manipulation of things that we're supposed to fear, right? right. The, uh, what's that famous documentary by Adam Curtis about power of nightmares, I think, right? Yeah. It's all about the manipulation of the things that the culture itself fears. That's right. If it bleeds, it leads. And that's the news media, Hollywood, they're all trying to terrify us from yes. the start. And then we're supposed to somehow deal with reality after they've scared the living crap out of all of us. And uh, again, this is another thing that Scarecrow is trying to do. He realizes that he can manipulate everybody through fear. Of course, the great thing about this movie is he gets a dose of his own medicine mm -hmm. by the end, and he sees the fearful world that he has created you know, for himself, now mm -hmm. he sees it. And again, Nolan is very concerned about archetypes and, right. and, and, and the destructive behavior of the military industrial complex. And, and he uses that throughout his films and he will get into these um, falling into archetypes as we go forward with the Joker right. and with Bane, who uh, also falls into a role. And even Michael Caine plays the role of a very helpful sage figure 
Right. Michael Caine is yeah. the old sage. He's, yes, he the, he's the conscience to Bruce Wayne. That's right. Uh, Lucius Morgan Freeman is going to be the kind of dark knowledge of technology figure, right? That's right. He's and, like uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, uh, black ops division of, right. of his corporation. Right. He runs it. And, and so, nobody knows what he does. And so what, the reason that no, Christopher and Jonathan are so good at telling stories is the mastery of these Jungian archetypes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how you control not just fictional stories, but also from the dark side, the way the Pentagon tries to control us. And I think the positive aspect here is that if we understand Jungian psychology, we can really tear away a lot of the stuff that we're supposed to be afraid of. Yeah, and, and Batman himself in the movie uses uh, terror too. Exactly, to, that's a good to, point. to cause fear for his opponents. Mm -hmm. The famous scene where he's knocking out the mob at near the beginning of mm -hmm. the scene, one by one, he's pulling them up and they don't even know what it is that's attacking them. This is what he learned in Ra's al Ghul's right. secret initiation. How to scare there, people. Right? How to, yeah. How to use fear as an advantage. And we, as we go forward, we'll see that 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 works less and less for him mm -hmm. as he goes forward. His, his ability to scare and intimidate his opponents starts lessening and lessening, and he has to rely on his own wits and his brute strength to get him through to the end. It's also interesting that he's a vigilante, too. It's not just Ra's al Ghul that's no. a vigilante. Bruce Wayne realizes that because I think he's so wealthy, billionaire, trillionaire capitalist at the top of this empire, he can see that, that Gotham is corrupt. The cops are corrupt. That's also an important part of the storyline. If you remember, the cops are corrupt. We saw this with Chinatown, right? Uh, this is another theme that comes up often is that, that the normal channels of where we would go to have issues solved, the court system even, judges can be corrupted, right? They're all corrupt. So uh, th what's the message here is that we can't just rely on someone else, right? I mean, we have to take responsibility for our own lives, and we can actually choose to exit out of the system of fear and all this stuff, opt out of it, go for a more natural lifestyle, uh, and I think that's the message of all of this. Yeah, I think that, that in the end, I think Batman, the Batman character realizes this and that he yes. needs an escape out of right. the situation that he's been placed in. Mm -hmm. My takeaway from Batman Begins is Predictive programming and getting the deeper message doesn't always come from Hollywood or from famous novels. It also comes from something that was for a long time considered very low-class, very vulgar comic books. Yeah. And, and believe it or not, there's a lot of predictive programming in comic books. I mean, you, there was all kinds of 9-11 stuff prior to 9-11 that showed you know, the images of the Twin Towers being hit and so forth. Um, and I think that what you have with the character of Batman is Christopher Nolan taking something that's kind of pulp fiction-y kind of for kids and turning it into a very complex, very philosophical, psychological story. And I think that's what's most interesting about it. And the takeaway, the message here is that the world is run by secret societies. There's good guys, there's light side, dark side. There's a real battle going on out there, whether we're conscious of it or not. Uh, and if we're aware of those things, then we, we know how to avoid the dangerous aspects of life. Uh, you know, like the, all the chemical biological warfare in this movie, we know how to avoid the toxins, you know, and the, the corporate culture that we live in. Uh, and we can also avoid being a captive to mass media fear and psyops, you know, the, 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 the manipulation of the archetypes of the terrorists that are everywhere that are going to get us, which is not a real, a, fear, a real fear that we should have. Well, a lot of people don't realize is that the original Batman uh, comic book series and this movie uh, is consciously based on the autobiography of Teddy Roosevelt 
and Teddy Roosevelt was a very wealthy kid mm -hmm. who was lived in a very upscale environment, very protected, and he forced his, he went out west when he was a young man. He got beat up in New York by a, bu a bunch of thugs, and he was weak, and he forced himself to initiate himself by going out west and becoming a man. Mm -hmm. And when he came back, he became the police commissioner of New York City. And of course, one of the main characters is the police commissioner right. in New York City. And so what it, this is also about the initiation of the individual, mm -hmm. you know, taking them from a, a safe environment, moving into an unsafe environment, and then coming back and making this safe environment even safer. What does Nietzsche say? What does not kill me only makes me stronger. That's right. right? And that's, so what, that's, that's what this movie is about. Exactly. So what I like about where they take this is that we're going to progress from this story into something that's even more complex and tries to bring in a whole lot of new concepts like the idea of the syndicalist, right? the Marxist syndicalist of the character of Bane and then the chaotic evil of the character of the Joker. So I think that he doesn't just give us the bad guy like Ra's al Ghul. We get something that just kind of goes crazy. with, with the, And that, that's really what the Joker is supposed to embody is that evil that's doing evil for no apparent reason, which is more, I think, fearful than, you know, the idea of just a terrorist who is part of some radical cause. You know, he has a manifesto. We know why he's doing it. We don't know why the Joker is doing <laughs> bombing hospitals and doing crazy stuff. So I like that wild aspect of the villain. Yeah, and uh, again, Nolan is a very mature director, mm -hmm. and everything about him is, uh, you know, n there's not really any childishness going on here. He takes a comic book, which was ostensibly written for young males, mm -hmm. and he's turned it into a great film. I mean, it's, it's, it's the cinematography, the lighting, the soundtrack Sounds is amazing. Great, yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, he really, I think, rebooted this whole thing in such a mature way, and we'll get into the even more mature views of the world in the next two. Exactly. Join us again next time on Hollywood Decoded. I'm Jay Dyer. And I'm Jay Widener. Thanks for watching. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.